0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast. I'm Mark Schoffman, a freelance personal finance journalist. And I'm Joshua Gersler, a chartered financial planner. Hello and thank you for downloading... The latest episode of the In For A Penny podcast. I've got some going, usually at this point I talk about things that have gone on in the national news, or kind of a global news, to kind of hook it to current events. But I'm going to talk about my own personal stuff today. Good, Good. That's it's, more interesting. Is it? Good. So this week I became an uncle, today. Congratulations, muzzle For a second time, but this time to a boy. Ba, ba, da, da, da. Hello, and thank you for downloading. The latest episode of the In For A Penny podcast. I've got some going, usually at this point I talk about things that have gone on in the national news or kind of a global news to kind of hook it to current events. But I'm going to talk about my own personal stuff today. Good, because, so that's more interesting. Is it? Good. So this week I became an uncle today. Congratulations. Mazel Tov. For a second time, but this time to a boy, to a nephew. It's my first nephew. First nephew and the so you're an aunts. uncle, not an aunt this time. Yeah, I've heard that joke before, that's a good one. Um, it's good though because it means the Shoffman surname will carry on as well because my brother's son uh, previously because I have two daughters and my sister had a daughter and has another daughter on the way. So without my brother Jason, the, the Shoffman name was going to be killed thank off. Thank God for Jason, eh? you didn't do yeah. much but thank God for no, Jason. I know, so the name will carry on. If you're generation. listening, well done Jason. Well done. So in 30 or so years' time, Baby Shoff may well have his own podcast and he'll be listening back to us thinking, why are we still podcasting? (laughs) Yeah, they won't have podcasts in those days. I don't know
1: what it'll be. Yeah. We'll wait and see.
0: We'll wait and see. So I wanted to uh, also mention we're looking after my brother's dog in the meantime. And I thought looking after a dog would be easier. I'd be interested in listeners doing You views thought them. listening,
1: looking after dog, why do you think it would be easy? Because,
0: because I think they think can't, every five minutes, they can't be asking for snacks. So she won't be asking to watch TV. Oh, I so see. You're comparing it dog to your wife. I get it. Yeah. To children. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, but what I have found is she wants to play all the all the time. And she barks. And sometimes you don't know if her barking means she wants to go to the toilet. So you are comparing to your wife. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> and. Anyone can just be walking past the house or looking at the house and she sees herself as the guardian of it, although she's a small Pomeranian and she wouldn't she wouldn't know what to do. What's her name? Halo. 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 Very nice. Yeah.
1: She's As, sweet, uh, yeah. as in the ring above an angel and also the computer game.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nice. Good old Halo. I can see on the camera you showed me Halo before. Looks very restful. I think you've worn her out, Mark. I have. Oh, she's
0: opening her eyes. She knows we're talking. Don't look at her. Shh, don't say okay. anything. Yeah. Okay. So I thought we would talk today about the housing market.
1: Quite- you know what, Mark? I'm just going to jump in there because usually the brilliant... Uh, introduction or to use the technical term segue from your little bit of chat into what we're you going want to that? talk about okay, and, you go, uh, and you go and you go beautifully from the dog so i think we're going to talk about the housing
0: market <laughs> but carry on All go right. on so speaking of a dog's dinner let's talk about the economy really? really um so the uk entered a recession this month this last previous quarter yeah uh, so there's a few concerns about people losing their jobs and some forecasts that the housing market will crash Next year, okay, 2021. 2021, yeah, because uh, the stamp duty holiday that we currently have, where the threshold has been raised to 500,000 pounds before you have to pay any other property tax, that's due to end in March at the end of March, okay. Uh, the furlough scheme supporting people's wages is due to end at the end of October. The furlough, furlough. So, there are fears that there's going to be this hot pot of economic uncertainty that will explode into next year no one can say you're monotone today I'll give you yeah I know I'm trying my best as as the economy crashes to a thundering halt and prices crash as people are uncertain about moving selling and the economy grinds to a halt okay that's just one view so there is a school of thought that if you want to sell or buy well I guess there's a thought if you want to sell you should probably do it now yeah because your property may fall in value next year. If you want to buy, as an argument you should wait, but then if you need to sell to buy, you've got that balance. For me, we are maybe making a bad decision because we're currently looking to buy, and my property okay. is on the market. And if you'd like to buy my property, I'll happily put it in the show notes. <laughs> there you go. And um, so you're looking to sell and buy? Sell and buy. Okay. And I thought it'd be interesting to talk about how you get on the market? You
1: get on the market, not
0: Yeah, put your property on the market. <laughs> okay. Not the not the dating market because it's um, an interesting world out there. Times have changed when I first bought a property, and I just did it from a high street agent who flung it on Right Move. Yeah. Or Supla. and someone came round to view and. It happened, but now there's a whole, di- there's loads of different types of agents now. I must say, your, your house looked good in the photos. Did it? Do you like it. it? Yeah, it looks nice. I'd
1: buy it. Yeah. Do you want to buy it? Yeah, but not for what you're asking, mate. Not for what I'm asking.
0: <laughs> well, should we talk about how to value a property first? That's an interesting Got concept, on. isn't it? Because I write quite a lot about estate agents and the property market, and there's different views on it because a lot, of, everyone obviously has their own emotional when selling their own home about what their property is worth and they'll think about the uh, work they've done on it like if they've done an extension if they've done their garden up how new stuff is like your kitchen and the bathroom kind of how much they spent and how much effort they've put in so all that will go into it but then some snotty nose buyer will come along and say well i don't care if, about this kitchen because it was done four years ago and I saw somewhere down the road that is much nicer, and it's, it's very subjective what someone will think. So you could think your property yeah. is worth something, and then a buyer can come along and shatter your dreams.
1: Well, it's true, though. A property really is worth what someone's prepared to pay for it.
0: Yes, and that's a problem, because then people will come around. People often... Now, there's a lot of data out there, out there that helps people come prepared before they actually see a property. So you'll look at house price data, how much is on and for properties that have previously sold and the prices. That's a good thing. You're saying that's a market. bad thing. So it's I a th- good thing that people are informed. not a bad thing. It is, but that doesn't provide context, so does it? Because you could sell a property because you're getting divorced and you need a quick sale. You could sell it because, so you could sell it cheap or you could sell it cheap because you just wanted to move and you didn't, you were going somewhere where you didn't need that much money or you could sell it for loads because there was loads of demand and you had a kind of, price for yeah but it gives you a rough guide
1: doesn't it it gives you all, the, a rough all guide. this information it's that i think you're talking about it from a seller's point of view and the impression i'm getting is that you're annoyed that people maybe are saying your property is worth less than you are saying it's worth but from a buyer's point of view you probably thought it was great that you could look at numbers around and and, and have an idea of what you might want to pay for a property
0: yeah i mean i also had that when, when we were looking at the property we were buying we sort of thought it was worth a lot less than what we've than what it was on for, and we obviously negotiated down. And I don't think anyone expects to get the asking price. Um, well, they do. Some case. Well, that's a good point then. Asking prices, isn't it? So,
1: what's what is an asking price? Is it a is it a valuation? Not really. Is it when most people when most buyers see an asking price, they think, "Well, that means I can offer X percent less than what it is." That's just an asking price, not a purchase price. Yeah. So it's all very interesting, but you get some properties that sell for above the asking price. So it just depends on the demand, if you get lucky with timing. So it's a very interesting one, but it it does come down to just what is someone going to prepare to pay for your property? So to give you an example at the moment, I'm arranging a remortgage for some clients at the moment, and I won't name them. They have a property that they believe is worth £900,000. And I have no idea if that's right or not, because that's not my area of expertise. I'm just, they tell me what it's worth and that's what I do. I arrange the mortgage for them. So the surveyor went to see the property and said it's worth 800,000 pounds. Now that's quite a big difference. You know, it's a chunky difference. We're not talking five or 10 grand here. And so I went back to the, borrowers who are a bit disappointed and a bit peeved. I'm sure. The surveyor. And they said, well, no, it can't be worth that because this property here sold for that and this one's on the market for that and this, that, and the other. I've got a lot. My phone's are ringing a lot. So I don't know if that's going to come through on the recording, but we will see what happens. Well, I can hear
0: it. So okay. So that,
1: well, there you go, listeners. I do do some work. Yeah. Um, And so they gave some information that we went back to the surveyor with. you want to take it? Not really, no. I want to just turn it off okay. they went back to the surveyors and the surveyor said no that is my valuation that is it so the outcome of that was that they had to pay a higher interest rate because their mortgage is now in a higher loan to value uh-huh. bracket so it's, it's not significant that it's going to cause them a problem um so i find on remortgages when people are valuing their own home there's much more error than on purchases because when you're buying something the value is, is more likely to say well it is subjective and yes therefore you're paying a little bit more but that if that's what you're prepared to pay for it, that's what it's what it's worth but i had another one recently with a client where they agreed to pay this was sort of a, a lower end of the market i can't remember the exact numbers but they agreed to buy 250 and the surveyor came back and said it's worth 245 and i'm thinking what is the point of this surveyor for five grand yeah for one percent or what is it two percent of the purchase price to to make make them go through the whole rigmarole of changing everything and going back to the buyers and all this that the sellers yeah and i do find most surveyors i come across are pains in the backside Mm -hmm. and sort of very stubborn and stuck in those there are two that i work with that are really good and you can have a conversation with both called jeremy funnily enough (laughs) hopefully you're listening jeremy jeremy and jeremy yeah um but on the whole these surveys sort of just think what they say that is it yeah anyway rant over
0: but before you get to that survey stage obviously your needs to be done by an estate agent i guess who are your so-called experts yeah and you come to sell a property yeah so you wanted to talk about how you list I your I want to talk about how you show. kind of because you've got a few options now. You can do well it's high street agents who tend to be on the high street. They have a, like a shop or an office presence, or online where everything is managed on the internet. Yeah, no, that's like a
1: purple, brick, purple bricks or a purple Trello or something or, like
0: that. Uh, Teplo, Tepelo. I think I'm they're thinking. actually. I don't think they do. They still. It may still be around, or house simple, or doorsteps. So okay. all of them will, um, all of them will list your property on right on the portals such as Rightmove and Zoopla, or on the market. Uh, but then you get different levels of of surface service, and it's, there's there's a different way you pay. So high street is, you only pay if you sell, and we'll take a commission of a, a percentage of the sale price. Yeah. Kind of commission. But uh, with online, most of them you have to pay up front. And there, there's no guarantee that you're going to sell, but the rate is often cheaper. But you don't always get the same level of service, so you may have to pay extra for viewings, professional photographers, floor plans. Well, there are agents actually in the middle of that that sell your property for a fixed fee. Hybrids.
1: Yeah, so if your property is worth between... X and Y, I don't know, naught to a million. They charge, let's say, I'm just going to make a number up, a thousand pounds. And if yeah. it's worth a million to two, they charge fifteen hundred. And two million plus, it's five grand or whatever mm-hmm. it is. That's a different approach. There's a firm in Bore and Woods, so local, local to us, called Engel Jacobs. Do you know them? No. So they they do it on a on a flat fee.
0: I do. I did not basis. know this.
1: And and the logic is, the thinking is, and we've spoken about financial advice fees, but the, the logic is that if you're selling a property for 800,000 or 900,000 there's not necessarily a difference in the level of work that you have to do to sell it there might be a difference between a 200,000 pound property and a 2 million property which is why yeah. they might have ranges but within a small range there's not that much difference in work and therefore a flat fee is fairer
0: i quite like the commission model eh cuz i think it gives them more incentive to work so they get paid and work so they get paid as much as they can. Well, you're only saying that if the commission is higher than the flat fee. There's no reason why the flat fee can't be higher than the commission. Yeah, but in most cases, the flat fee is going to be, it's got to be lower. I'm not necessarily, I'm just, I'm just sort of uh, chatting it so, through. Well, let's, cause an average, let's see, cause I've got some figures here. So an average agency fee according to an article Mark Shuffman wrote last year. Yeah, we can't believe everything he writes. (laughs) Uh, It's 1.2%. Okay. Okay. This is what, UK-wide or one particular agent? UK-wide. So obviously there'll be some that are crazy fees of more than 2% and some that are below 1%. Toxins. the the 5% or whatever it is. So so if you do that on a, what, £500,000 property? Yeah. So that's £6,000. Right. Does anyone charge I f I don't think anyone would charge a flat fee of six thousand pounds? So you prefer you'd
1: rather pay a commission. You'd rather pay six grand to sell a property
0: than no, if I a have... flat
1: fee of whatever the number comes out
0: of. Well, I'd like to see what the number is, but I would rather pay that than an online agent up front. Okay. I think that's what I'm saying.
1: Right, oh, so there's a difference is isn't, so it's yeah. up front, so you're talking differently, yeah. yeah. I think I think the ones that charge a flat fee are upon sale. Okay. But you've got to think, what are you paying for? So what are you paying an agent for? They they work for you, the seller. Yeah. So you're paying them to get you the best price for your property. Yeah. So when you look at it like that, I think estate agents come out across very well because they're they're always pushing up.
0: Yeah. But that's prices. not all they do though, is it?
1: No, but they are, so they list it, they take photos, they yeah. do your floor plan, they try and encourage viewers, they might show the people around. So they do a lot for, well, they should be doing a lot for yeah. that. A question that often gets asked is, is the percentage fee justified? So are they doing enough to justify? It? So to give you an example, when we moved house, which was a good few years ago now, I didn't put our previous property on the market. We did sell it, but I didn't put it on the market. Mm. I sold it. I sold it directly to the buyer. I had a client come into the office, which I was arranging finance for a buy to let property that they were buying that fell through. So I just said, do you want to buy my, my house (laughs) and and arranged it direct with them. So saved on whatever the thousand pounds agents fees were. Yeah. So, some properties sell themselves some properties you need an agent for
0: but it's just a hassle isn't it like we thought and we still think we probably could sell this one ourselves but it's just a hassle of being here and showing people around when you're trying to work yeah and then dealing with negotiations so you're
1: paying for a service that's like any any service yeah if it either you do it because you don't have the skills or you don't have the time yeah so that's great. If you, if you're getting you're getting value then, because you don't have to get up and do whatever it is.
0: Although, yeah. I don't, yeah, I think in the long run we will. But I have noticed when people have been shown round, there's you don't there's not much of a sales spiel. There's not like they're not coming around saying, oh, these doors are thick solid oak fire doors, not okay. the substandard MDF you get down the road or something like that." <laughs> well,
1: there's two things. Either what you think is important to buyers the agent might not think is important to buyers or yeah. he's a crap agent
0: <laughs> i don't know which one it is i don't know i think you should get that phone call and we should listen to who it is on this podcast because that ringing well, is so okay, much okay hold on i'm not sure if i have tinnitus yeah,
1: darling, right uh, malcolm you're live on the Infra a penny podcast <laughs> here with mark Shofman. how can i help oh that's my other line going hey it's very very busy ah, who's that Steph.
0: This oh, is Levi, my Levi's phone. What, what are
1: you doing on the podcast, Levi? This is the worst phone-in I've ever ever worked on. What can I do for you? i was just calling you. Okay, I'll oh, speak to you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, he'll be like, please, he's on the podcast. There you go. If you'd like um, to phone in to be in for a penny podcast. <laughs> I don't know what, so he's just calling to say hello. Sweet. Very nice. Um, well, that one will stop ringing for a bit then. We know <laughs> who that one was. Oh, oh that's that Halo. Uh, yeah. I mean, these people that cause interruptions on podcasts, it's
0: ridiculous. Yeah. What's your problem? I'm trying to do a podcast. Um, Not... I'm just
1: dialing the RSPCA here. Um, Mark Schoffman abusing
0: his dog. Okay. So when you think about it, a lot of agents seem to do. So how do you choose is another question, isn't it? Like if they're all doing the same thing, how do you know who is better? And um, how do you choose? I'm going to try and go through that with you now. Wait a minute. Um, so a lot will look will point to their instructions, like the number of listings they have on Rightmove and Supla, which I don't necessarily think is a sign of strength because if you've got too much on... I'd rather see number of I'd sales. rather see how many you're actually selling and a lot are very coy about that, especially when it's harder to sell. Um, another, there's an interesting tool. I mean, you can also then go through... You're an interesting tool. Thank you. You can go through the portals <laughs> and see... Um, what how many are sales sales agreed and all that sort of stuff but then those cases they're only properties that are under offer and properties that haven't completed um so what about google reviews do that do get google reviews? Yeah, google reviews yeah there's google reviews there's a site called AllAgents.co.uk. okay and um, the thing with that is only people with negative views often post reviews like how often do you post a positive review uh, uh, i think we've got about Twenty five five star reviews? Yeah, but that's because your advisors are very good and some ways (laughs) annoying at emailing you on an almost daily basis to say leave a review. And it only stops when you leave a review. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to estate agents. Yeah. Talk about financial advisors, pestering you later another time. (laughs) Uh, there's an interesting tool on offer not me, on offer from the homeowners alliance called um estate agents for me and the web, okay. web address is ea the number for me dot hoa dot org dot uk and okay. you enter your information and how much you're selling your property for and then they'll give you a comparison of local agents and tell you their sort of conversion rate and, and average fees. So I'm gonna do that for you now live on the a Penny podcast. Okay. For somewhere like my place.
1: Okay. Don't give your po- postcode
0: out no. Just So you enter p- your postcode. Quietly. Yeah. Your property type, number Probably of bedrooms. The... <laughs> yeah.
1: um,
0: then uh, they'll ask you to enter an email address and telephone number to send you marketing material. Okay. But you can close that screen. Or no, right. you can't. We can't close that screen. But some people. We can people, opt out, can't you? You can opt out. Some people, not me, put fake email addresses in the email. I'm not. I'm not going to come down on any side of that. But. Um, alanavocado at gmail.com I'm really sorry <laughs> if, if you are receiving lots of emails marketing material. so you'll get a uh, search, search results and it will tell you the success rate of local agents the average uh, number of days it takes to sell and uh, and where you can find them so on right move and all that and a typical fee not all of them will tell you their fees but so in In uh, the area I live, the um, success rate is 65%. What
1: does that mean? All agents who have put the property in the market have sold it. So two-thirds of agents. Is that what you're telling me?
0: Yeah, percentage of all properties found advertised by this agent on websites. Oh, you've
1: put a specific agent in?
0: No. Well, it comes up with agents.
1: So you're just picking one agent out that's got a 65%. That's just one agent has 65%. Yeah, sorry. So which agent is that?
0: I don't. I don't really think they should get free advertising, should they? Okay, we won't give. But is that the top
1: rated agent? It's got sixty five percent. Yeah. Okay. And the bottom rated agent? Thirty six percent. Okay. Fine. But it doesn't necessarily tell you the full picture, does it?
0: It, Doesn't it? It gives you some sort of picture, an accurate. Yeah. I mean, it tells you
1: what was listed, but but it doesn't give you the full picture in terms. You were saying before, sometimes there's different circumstances, like people change their mind. Um, so you don't know for sure, but okay, that gives you a good idea.
0: There's another tool. I'm going to stop saying tool because you Chris, you don't you you think it's a rude word. Not rude. Um, no, you just
1: uh, you just think you're insulting yourself. But go on. There's another.
0: There's a website called the Advisory, the uk and they provide advice for house sellers, and uh, they've got a prop cost uh, I don't know any word other than tool at the moment. That's no, the only word I can think of. A property yeah, okay. class function. Tool, uh, yeah. Where, where you enter your postcode and it'll tell you if your property is hot, cold, or medium, or warm. So what's yours? Your uh, your sort of postcode, sorry. So my postcode is a seller's market. Which, hot or cold in
1: terms of what? That means there's lots in terms of buyers. It terms of how easy it is to sell
0: or okay. buy. So that's good uh, for my, you, yeah? I, I led, yeah, although the other day this w- was definitely not... But this seems to have changed, which I guess is good. It's saying that the market is at 38 degrees. The market favors ooh, selling. Ooh, yeah. oh, it's getting hard in here. So, yeah, so I think they're looking at average selling time, prices, all that sort of stuff. Okay. But that gives you another indication of where you sort of want to price yourself and how hard or easy it is to to get on the market. So I think sometimes it's good to get beyond the portals and just listening to what agents are telling you.
1: You know what I find, though? Um, I find that agents cause a lot of grief, okay, for my clients. Tell me about that. Well, when they're buying, when people are buying. It always seems when they make an offer, it always seems to be, "Oh, which already just had an offer that same amount. You're going to have to go higher." I mean, it's impossible that every offer a client ever makes that they've just had another offer at the same amount. Do you not yeah. think?
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of it must be sales.
1: Of course, answer. it is. Yeah. I, not, I wouldn't say it's patter. I like, uh, sales patter, I quite like that yeah. sort of, uh, you know, a bit of a bit of chat, bit of a chutzpah, chutzpah, if you like to say. But downright lies, I wouldn't call sales patter. Yeah, um, you're right. Uh, so I get that agents act for sellers. The agents get a bad name. Yeah. And for the most part, I see why. There are, I do know some nice agents, mm. some honest agents. But for the most part, they get a bad name there seems to be a type. An yeah, agent, you sort yeah. of look at something, you think, yeah, yeah, they're an estate agent. Um, but I, I wrote about this a couple of years ago that I can't understand why there can't be, you might remember this, a, I'd love to see some sort of, I hate the fact that it's very opaque. Yeah, I wish it was much more transparent. Why can't there be some sort of system, a portal, a tool, <laughs> where you can see exactly what's going on in a purchase or a sale? So if you want to make an offer, you can see what other offers have been made.
0: Oh, I see. You know, a bit I mean, like a, an I eBay an type
1: arrangement. Yeah. yeah, but it's not an auction that you've got to bid a bid because you can you can see people's uh, features and characteristics. Okay, yeah. I don't mean he's got nice eyes and things like that. But you could see that this person's bid this amount and they are a um, first-time buyer who is or they're buying without a mortgage, or they're in a chain of six people. So you can weigh up the attractiveness of each purchase or sell. And I don't know necessarily who should have access to that, but I don't like the fact that it is is so opaque. You just don't know what's but going on. Should... Even as a
0: seller, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, but I think, well, with that, you should know. I, th- I think the agent should be telling you. Well, legally, they're supposed to around. show every offer to yeah. you, aren't they? And they're supposed to... Well, you, you can ask if how prepared the buyer is, like if they have a house under offer, or if they're a cash buyer, if they have finance. And a lot of agents will only take buyers who say they're ready to go because they don't yeah. want time wasters.
1: And we get calls from agents saying, "Can you confirm this person's good to go and their, you know, their finance is all sorted?" Yeah. Um, but I just think, as a buyer, you, you have very little trust. I see you. I'm not buying at the moment. One has very little trust that what they're getting told by an agent, I often get that from clients, is I don't know what, if what he's telling me is the truth. Hmm. Why couldn't they see what other people have paid? And I know the agent is there to get the best price for the buyer, yeah. but not by being dishonest.
0: True. My Sorry. brother actually had something similar to that because he, a while ago, put an offer in on a property and they assumed it had been passed across and accepted and hadn't heard anything for a while. And were ready to go and he was ready to action his mortgage and then phoned the agent and the agent then phoned the seller and the agent came back and said oh sorry we didn't realize they've accepted an offer with another agent and he said well didn't you pass my offer on and they just said oh we didn't know you were serious which is yeah yeah i i think it should
1: be when you maybe when you make your offer Hmm. you log on to this system so you know that this the, the sellers have seen your offer even if they're going to reject it outright at least you have confidence that it's gone there and, and it's being viewed do you not think that'd be a nice yeah so you could even Zoopla or right move could even build it into their system and what it would do i guarantee what it would do is bring property prices down because so much of it is bravado and bs that pumps up the prices mm. and if there was more transparency it would bring prices down
0: that's an for a seller,
1: you don't want that, but as yep. a buyer and for the general uh, um, accessibility of houses, I think it would work.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess you'd need technologically savvy buyers, sellers and agents. Not really. I mean, anyone can use a
1: computer nowadays, really, can't they? You'd think so, wouldn't you? So, So rather than calling or the agent, or even if you do call the agent, they log it on this system. Why shouldn't it be seen? Why shouldn't you see, let's say I want to buy your house. Yeah. Do you want to In buy fact, my I, house? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do it from the other point of view, actually, because you'll you'll be more comfortable with it. Let's say you're buying a property. You found a property. Yeah. So, and I decide, actually, you now I'm looking at a house and I can log on and see, well, look, there were six offers on this property. They've accepted an offer. Uh, these guys are selling their house. I could go in and put the same offer in, but be a cash buyer. Yeah. Or I could say, you know what? They've just accepted the first offer that came along. They've accepted I'm going to offer another 10 grand. You, know, yeah, you should have this transparency. Why then not? you get into the whole kazumping and kazundering stuff, don't you? Correct. And you have to have something to mitigate. In, in, in my belief, is that when you agree something, when you, yeah. that's it. You know, you, if you if you shake hands, figuratively. Yeah. Is that the right word, figuratively? Yeah. Um, well, you can't literally now. Yeah. Of Covid. There you go. So if you shake hands. Yeah. That's it. If you agree something, whatever it is, whether it's a property price or anything in life, you say something. That is it. Yeah. So there should be. I know in Scotland it's much more like that, but it should. be, If you agree the price, unless something goes wrong. Yeah. So subject to contract and everything, then uh, that is it. So it should be on there, right? They've agreed a price. So you could go in there and say, well, if the buyers can't complete within two months, I'm allowed to put it back on the market or whatever it may be. Okay. So, But I don't think this will ever happen because no one in the property industry wants this transparency and wants prices to come down. Estate agents don't want it. Going back to the beginning, they're on commission. Yeah. So they want prices as high as possible. The higher the prices, the better. Let's talk about the mortgage market. So mortgage advisors, so I'm including us in there, we get we charge a fee to our clients for arranging a mortgage hmm. and we get a commission from the lender. Now, the commission is usually the same from lenders to lenders. So there's no bias in terms of what lender we do,
0: yeah. but
1: we charge a fee to the clients so we're working for the clients. But the higher the value of the property, the higher the mortgage, hmm. the more commission we get. So take us and take the large proportion of honest trustworthy mortgage advisors out there the the disreputable ones don't care because they they want mortgages higher so that they get more commission Hmm. sellers don't necessarily want it because they want to sell their price for more
0: yeah but if you're buying cheaper
1: yeah correct if you're buying and selling then you do so i'd love to see something like that or just have some sort of more hire think tank to 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 sort of chat it through and
0: see whether it work that's interesting i quite yeah. like that
1: yeah what it's are you seeing
0: among your um clients is there a big rush to to buy before the stamp duty holiday it's interesting so march to
1: june yeah I, I think i have one or maximum two people buying properties that's tiny compared to what yeah. we usually do suddenly when the lockdown restrictions were eased a flood of inquiries, people looking at properties again. And then when they announced the stamp duty thing, that picked up even more. But it's an interesting one because I don't think the stamp duty makes a huge difference. I mean, our clients tend to be at the, not at the bottom end of the market. We do do first time buyers buying. Yeah. When I say bottom end, I'm not doing that in an insulting one. I'm talking about price wise. Yeah. Um. We So, I think if you're buying a property, the saving isn't massive. It's just, I
0: don't know, psychological, isn't it? The maximum is
1: 15 grand. Yeah, so when you're paying a million or whatever it is for a property, yeah, it's not a massive thing. You're right, it is completely psychological. And I think a lot of people have fallen into that psychological trap. Yeah. Quick, let's buy because we can save 15 grand. When actually, the price has probably gone up 50 grand anyway. Yeah. So going back to your question, yes, we are seeing... An increase in inquiries but when I'm talking to people with my financial advisor my financial planner hat on I'm saying don't just rush into it because you can say 15 grand stamp duty are you better off waiting for prices if if you think prices are going to come down you're better off waiting and saving 50 grand 100 grand on the purchase price hmm. do you think prices will come down I knew you were going to ask me that and I'll answer it to you with my podcaster hat on Okay. Because when clients ask it, yeah, it's, it's impossible. Nobody knows what is going to happen to any market, property or, or other. Yeah. And people that tell you that do, uh, they're lying and just run a mile from them. But but I'll give you my opinion, but it's worth nothing. Okay, but I'll give you my opinion. Okay. I think that this country is in for a lot more pain. I think the furlough scheme has been brilliant. Okay. We're going to pay for it in the long run because the government's got to pay for it somehow. But I think it's been brilliant making sure people can keep their jobs. And hopefully that's meant that these companies have had time to recover and therefore won't have to make people redundant. But I still think there's going to be a lot more redundancies. And those redundancies will mean people either having to sell their houses or defaulting on mortgages or not being able to buy and move. So I think there is going to be bit of pain in the housing market, whether that means it stays still, whether that means it drops twenty percent, fifty percent, or just creeps up slightly. That's the bit that nobody, yeah, can predict. Um, And but also, then you've got to take that localised. That's very different. So if you're in a particular area with high demand, whether it's because there's a great school there, or it's lovely houses, or it's great commuter links. So I'm talking about the country as a whole, but each individual
0: area will have its own market so that's the it's, thing impossible. yeah because people and i think this is a mainly a newspaper and kind of journalist thing where they look at house price indices indexes indices, you're right, indices first, huh? thank you and they're all about average prices and there's some like the right move price index which is about asking prices and they'll see these figures coming out every couple of weeks from different brands that will be like asking prices hit records high record highs and then nationwide or halifax will come out with something saying house prices house price growth has hit a record low when yeah. one's about asking prices right move right moves about asking prices halifax and nationwide are about mortgage approvals and they feed that into their house price data and then the land registry comes out and says house price growth has slowed slightly but that's based on transactions that were agreed two months ago and have only just completed so and we are all averages, and no one lives in an average house. Yes, as you're saying, it's hard to know. And I th- that's why I think sometimes you just have to act if you want to act.
1: Correct. If it's right for you to move now for your yeah. personal circumstances and you- and finances, do it. I don't know whether I'd wait because I think prices are going to come down because who knows what's going to happen. So, If the right yeah. property is available for you now, go for it. If you can't afford it, then you can't afford it. So you've got to yeah. wait. That's a totally different story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's all we have time for, I've oh. run out of things oh, to say, <laughs> and we've got someone coming to view this house soon. Um, well, I wish you good luck with that. Thank you for being... In for a Penny. If you like what you've heard, feel free to leave a review.
1: And we love hearing from our listeners, so please get in touch via our websites or on Twitter, at Mark Shoffman, at Josh Gersler, at in for a penny Pod one Talk to you soon.